Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 642, and today we're going to be talking about another non-sexy topic, but a very, very important one, one that a lot of people don't want to talk about because they just don't want to talk about it. It's a, a mess, and people don't know what it really means, when they should be doing this, and what I'm talking about is sales tax. Yeah, that's right. I get a lot of questions, a lot of questions about sales tax, and things have changed in the in the past 12 months, and actually, we can thank Wayfair uh, because of that, because Wayfair had a lawsuit, and they went to court over it, and uh, well, they lost, and now that brought a lot of attention to the e-commerce world, Amazon sellers, you name it, anyone that is selling physical goods in multiple states. So, uh, well, this is going to be your sales tax and best practices episode for 2019, so you're going to want to listen. Now, one thing I will say, I invited on a guest, and her name is Martina Chavez from Avalara, who, that's what they do. They specialize in sales tax. So, I decided to get Martina on and really answer a lot of these questions, talk about the uh, the most recent uh, lawsuit with Wayfair and how that really shook up the market, but then also what we should be doing as new sellers, as sellers that are growing, and then sellers that have already been doing well over the past three plus years, and now what should they do? And uh, that's really what we dig into. So this is going to be a very, very deep dive um, into this topic, into this scary area, which after you listen, you're going to see that it's not that scary, and there are some things that we can do, and there are some thresholds if you're a new seller that they have in place that, uh, well, you don't really have to worry about it quite just yet. Now, you will want to worry about it later, and you will want to be compliant, and that's really what this episode is uh, or was created for because I want to make sure that you guys get the right facts and just to kind of throw it out there though guys I mean we are not legal advisors this is not legal advice Uh, this is coming straight from Martina who works in the trenches day after day with other businesses and with her company that she works for, Avalara, and uh, that's why I wanted to get her on, is to really kind of dig into these questions and really demystify some of the things that you might be thinking and things that were, you know, the way they were maybe 18 months ago are are not the same, right? Things have changed since this big lawsuit. So that's what we're going to do in today's episode. Now, before we do jump in, let me remind you, the show notes, you're probably going to want to go over to the show notes on this one, and that is theamazingseller.com forward slash 642, and then this way here, you can get all the links that we talk about there, and then you can get all the information about uh, the resources that she mentions that you can go and do some of your own research as far as where you are and uh, you know in your business, but then also you can see some of these thresholds that they've put in place on these states and also see that what the nexus is and where and where it applies and where it doesn't apply. All that stuff can be found in the show notes in these resources at theamazingseller.com forward slash 642. So I'm going to stop talking so you can listen to this deep dive, this, this conversation, this chat that I had with Martina Chavez. Well, hey, Martina, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We get to talk about this sexy topic of sales tax. How are you doing this morning? 
I'm doing really great. Thanks for having me, Scott. So good to be here. Yeah, I know. And, uh, you know, you and I were talking briefly. Uh, you've got a few dogs there. I've got dogs. We're trying to manage the morning. Uh, but uh, everything's <laughs> running good now. So uh, what I want to do, though, and I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I do want to really dig into sales tax. It's a big topic for a lot of sellers. And I know there's a lot of like, oh, I don't really want to mention that because I'm not sure if I should. We don't know the right rules. What's next? It's like, what, what's all of these different terms? So what I really want to do is have you kind of break it down. Let us know what you know, what your company does, and try to demystify some of this stuff that we're hearing and really how to protect ourselves um, and do the right things. I think that's really what I'd like to do. So maybe give a little bit of background on you and, uh, and how you can help us. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I work for Avalara. We are a sales tax compliance software. So software as a service. Um, we do offer some professional services. So we, we dabble a little bit on the advisory side, but primarily we're, we're here to automate the compliance needs around sales tax globally. Um, and I've been with Avalara for five years now. So when I started, um, this was when, you know, Amazon and the kind of the world of mm. online selling was really starting to unfold in a bigger way than it ever had before. And, uh, uh, I got to enter the marketplace, if you will, from mm. the sales tax compliance side earlier on. And then over the last, you know, really the last four years up until last June, there was just this building, building, building momentum around what a sales tax compliance look like for the Amazon seller, the marketplace seller, the e-commerce seller, anyone who's selling remote, you know, from, mm. from your computer. Um, and, and it's changed so dramatically since I've been with the company and it's really interesting to be a part of it. So I'll talk a little bit about, you know, kind of the, the ruling that passed last June, which is the most prominent ruling Wayfair, um, that is affecting online sellers these days in a really mm. real way. Um, but you know, just leading up to that ruling, I'll, I'll just say that, I think we all know and we all understand that selling online is a real thing. You know, it's not it's not kind of the hobby um, deal that it used to be once upon a time when people were just selling random CDs and books on right. eBay and, and, yeah. and Amazon, right? People are really taking it seriously as a business. And as you know, it can be a very uh, a very flourishing business. Sure. People can can really do well for themselves and be independent, and that's super cool. So global commerce is completely being flipped on its head as far as, you know, what people expect from, um, merchants who are selling online and by people, I mean, what states, what governments are expecting from, from people who are selling online, because these are legitimate businesses that need to be taken seriously. And since people are selling online now, um, there's less commerce happening in the brick and mortar physical ways, uh, you know, in our in our local jurisdictions all over the U.S. and and globally, so I'll talk a lot more probably about the U.S. That's mm -hmm. my expertise. That's yeah. my focus. But we we definitely um, support global sellers and people who are trying to sell internationally. One whether it's U.S. outside into you know the EU and beyond or vice versa. Mm. Um, but it's really interesting. I'm sure. That, I mean, I feel really nerdy about it because I just think it's so interesting to to watch it all unfold, you know, states have decided and they finally 
are figuring out, Hey, we're losing money. Like, what do we do? We have to change the rules here. And they, they have, so that's, what's happening right now. Um, and I'm happy to just kind of jump yeah. into what, what happened last year. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's <laughs> do that. I'm, I'm curious on the Wayfair thing. It's funny because yeah. uh, my wife and I've been doing a lot of shopping on Wayfair lately. Oh. <laughs> uh, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're actually uh, remodeling a lake house that we're turning into an Airbnb and we're totally furnishing oh. this place and we're buying ev- almost every, everything through Wayfair, just through furniture nice. and you know, like just a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and so I'm curious because when you sent over like some things we could talk about and you were like the recent Wayfair ruling, I'm like, oh, I want to know about that. So yeah, like, like, so what, what happened and and, yeah. and how did this throw the marketplace, you know, into, you know, a frenzy or into a loop where you're like, oh my gosh, like, okay, they're, they're bringing awareness to this and now we're going to have to actually be careful ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened was, um, Wayfair, uh, South Dakota actually took Wayfair Inc. to court, um, to the Supreme Court of the United States saying, Hey, we think that Wayfair and marketplaces at large should have to collect and remit sales tax if they are selling physical goods into our state. It doesn't matter if they have a physical presence, which in the past has been defined kind of in different ways by different states, but loosely, definitely if you have, you know, if you live somewhere, that's a physical presence. If you have a, an office or a, you know, headquartered somewhere, if you sure. have a warehouse or if you're storing inventory in a warehouse, which is where it gets into that, the crossover into fulfillment centers um, mm-hmm. by Amazon, that there's been, that's been a big eye opener for a lot of people selling online through Amazon specifically. Um, so physical presence can be defined in a lot of different ways, but South Dakota said, Hey, we don't care about physical presence. We actually care just about the fact that you're selling into our state. And we think that you should be collecting sales tax and remitting that sales tax to us based on your sales. And, um, because they're, you know, of course they're way, way fair. So they're selling high volume, mm-hmm. high dollar amount. It's a lot of money. So sure. it's, it's significant enough to bring it to the Supreme court. Oh, yeah. Um, and so lo and behold, you know, there was this period of time where people, online sellers, Amazon sellers, um, marketplace sellers were just kind of waiting to see what this ruling was going to do. A lot of people speculated that it would actually reverse the quill ruling, which would mean that they, you know, as far as physical presence is concerned, that if they weren't physically located in the state, that the whole warehouse deal would kind of go out the window, that they wouldn't have to worry about it unless they actually lived in the state. Mm -hmm. And that's not what happened. So what happened was South Dakota on June 21st, South Dakota, um, or the Supreme Court ruled in favor of South Dakota, mm-hmm. South Dakota won. And so that meant, or what that means is that South Dakota legally can enforce the collection of what is being called economic nexus or remote sales. So, so economic nexus is the term that's being used um, for remote sellers to oblige, um, by collecting sales tax in, Mm -hmm. in the state of South Dakota. And there's thresholds. So the, the threshold is 200 based on volume and revenue. And for South Dakota, it's, um, 200 units or transactions, uh, and a hundred thousand dollars. And that's what most other states are, are kind of formatting their economic nexus rules around, but some states are a little different. So since last June, a whole slew of other states adopted the same exact policy, which is 
you know, really throwing, like you said, throwing people for a loop because all of a sudden there's just this whole new world of sales tax compliance that people have to really take seriously because it is, you know, it is a law now. The Supreme Court passed this law saying, yep, we agree with mm-hmm. the state. So, um, so one by one, as states have been following suit uh, alongside South Dakota, we've been keeping track of all of that on our end, on our end, updating our software so that our software understands the different rules and the different thresholds and can support our clients and all of that. Um, and, and we have this pretty great webpage that I'll be sharing with you guys so that you can take a look at all of the states that have now enacted their own economic nexus rules and the thresholds and the, uh, the dates for this ruling to be effective. Mm. Um, because like for South Dakota, it wasn't an overnight thing. It was, you know, the ruling passed on June 21st, but it, it wasn't enacted immediately on June 10, 21st. It was, so I'm just actually looking at this right now. So November 1st was the date that they put out there that people had to actually start, um, complying. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean, so Wayfair doing a lot of volume, they kind of brought awareness to it. The states are like, oh my gosh, like we're losing money. No one's buying stuff in our state anymore. Where are they buying totally. it? Wayfair. Right. Oh, cool. Let's go after them. You know? Right. Exactly. And, totally. Okay. So they went after a big fish and they won and, and it's, you know, and it's trickling to everyone now who is selling and part of that marketplace, um, space and remote selling space, which we know, you know, there's, there's millions of people. Mm. So this is really affecting a, a huge number of people, but because the thresholds are there, that is just, that is something to, um, especially for new sellers, this is something to really uh, kind of take a breath. You know, you don't mm-hmm. have to be terrified right away. Like, Oh my gosh, this is, this is one of the biggest questions we get from newer sellers or people who are, you know, new being in the last year, even, sure. um, of selling online people think that they have to start registering and collecting sales tax everywhere. Mm. And, and that's not the case. So the good news is that, you know, there is a process to all of this. You know, it's, it's not a kind of all or nothing, um, obligation. You, you, each business is going to have a unique set of needs around what their sales tax obligation is. And that's something that in and of itself is, can be complex and Mm. seem, you know, seemingly kind of just inundating as far as, um, or an overwhelming, I guess is probably the right word, but hopefully what, you know, businesses like Avalara can do for, for remote sellers, take all that pain away. We, We have all the information readily available and have really easy tools to help you determine where you actually do need to collect sales tax and where you don't and, um, how quickly you need to get registered and we'll support with all of those different pieces. So, mm. um, hopefully it's not as hard as it sounds, but, and I can totally talk about some of those demystifying steps, you know, as well. Yeah, we definitely will want to do that. Uh, I know myself personally, um, you know, we have kind of went through the process and started to register for all of those States over the years. Right. And it's a pain mm-hmm. in the butt. Yeah. Like it's yeah. totally, it's a pain and California is probably the worst. Um, the hardest, um, they require the most, um, a lot of times it's not even online. You have to manually submit like, and that maybe that stuff has changed. I actually hire, um, someone personally to just file, you know, and, and kind of do mm-hmm. my stuff. But in the same breath, um, automation always sounds great because yeah. if, you know, and to me it would be like, well, why doesn't Amazon or any of these platforms, why don't they, 
why don't they do it for us? Like we're still going to charge and collect, but to me it would have seemed simpler. And I don't know, I'm just thinking of it like top level. Like it would just seem like the states all would have their own portal and then Amazon would collect it on their end through us, through the company, and then just send them the money. Um, you know what I mean? Versus us having to do it personally, relying on us. And I know Amazon's trying to step back, but they are the marketplace. You know what I mean? And you would think that they, they should be responsible for that, but they're not. We are um, okay. as sellers. And so that is where it becomes scary. It becomes like, oh my gosh, I don't want to screw up. I don't want to get you know a letter and say, oh my gosh, you, ha- you haven't been collecting sales tax and now you have to pay sales tax and you have to you know retroactively go back. And like, yeah. so all of that stuff is scary for a seller. And that's why they would say, I don't want any part of this or I'm just not going to file. And if I get, you know, if I get a letter, I'll deal with it then, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I've definitely heard that whole, you know, the whole kind of range of mm. fear and overwhelm and, and then also people who are just like staunchly compliant and they're like, I'm going to protect my livelihood yep. by just take, you know, just playing by the rules. And I think that my, my personal opinion is that as a business owner, that is if you take your business seriously and you take your livelihood seriously, you have to take compliance seriously. Yeah. It's, it is no different than owning a store, a storefront, you know, mm. you really, you can't pretend and hide remote sellers. I think in the past, you know, like we kind of mentioned at the beginning of our chat is uh, remote sellers were kind of invisible for a mm-hmm. while. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very, it was a very anonymous kind of a, a thing, you know, it's, everyone has screen names and you don't really know who you're buying from, but it is not that way anymore. People, you know, the States are coming after individual sellers and they are putting resource into that. And that, that does sound scary, but it, it's also, there's also help, you know, there's also mm-hmm. Uh, a solution. So I guess it's like, it's only scary if there's not a solution. That's my, my yeah. take on it, but there's mm-hmm. a solution. And so that's the good news. And, um, and I think you're totally right. You know, it's like, this is one of those places of business management that it isn't the fun part, right? <laughs> it's, it's the necessary part. It's one of the necessary parts, but it's not the fun part. So, you know, I, I, I love working with entrepreneurs and, and talking with entrepreneurs because I think that, you know, there's a lot of risk involved in going at any business on your own, you mm. don't have the same protections of working for a company that, that is taking care of all those liabilities for you, where you're just showing up to work and doing your job and getting paid. This is like, everything is on you. And, and so the risk is there, the excitement is there, you know, it's, it's like kind of everything. It's such a mixed bag, but as much as you can offload the not fun stuff, <laughs> the yeah. not sexy stuff, you know, it's like, then you can run your business and actually have a good time doing mm-hmm. it. And that's, that's what automation is all about. And if it's not automation, you know, it's hiring someone, it's, it's having someone else do it for you. Like, like you said, Mm um, yeah. And I, I, we have a tool, uh, uh, registration tool called, called business licenses that we, um, use internally for all of our clients to help them get set up and register. And I actually used it recently for myself for California. And it was such a breeze. I filled out this one form. It was like, 10 minutes of my life filled out my form, you know, it was, it was, you know, all the things that you normally would need for running a business. Like if you don't have these things like your FEIN, then you're not actually a business. Um, But uh, I was, that was it 10 minutes of my life. And then over the last three weeks, they did all the work. I forgot about it. And I just got an email the other day saying you're done. I was like, that's so great. Thanks. You know, it was just one of those beautiful processes. Yes. I paid money for it. But I knew that I had to pay that money because I wasn't going to do it by myself. Mm-hmm. I just 
I just knew that. So, you know, it was great to be able to just use a tool through, through the company that I work for and boom, done. Yeah. So I, I think also because whenever you get into that paperwork, there's a lot of questions that sometimes you're kind of like, I don't know the answer to that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're kind of like, I, I don't know. Am I, am right. I that type of a business? You know what I mean? There's all these mm-hmm. questions. And then when you talk to someone on the phone, it's even worse sometimes. Um, and then you just get frustrated. You're like, I'll do that later. And then you just end right. up not doing it. And then you put it <laughs> off and then you, you know, and right. you know, I'm glad to hear that it's that easy now with California. Cause when I was having, um, the person that I hired do it, it was a constant back and forth and it was paper. They wouldn't even do stuff online. A lot of the times oh, it was like, yeah. Oh, you got to send in this or you got to send in that. And Oh, but we didn't receive it. Well, we'll send you another one. It's going to take two to three weeks to get it. And it was like back and forth, back and forth. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, really? Like if they want money from us, they should make it easier. Right. Like, and I totally agree. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. And I think, I think over time, I, well, I hope over time that will, that will be the case because mm. otherwise it, it's, it, it'd be crazy not to go in that direction yeah. you know, to really tech use technology and actually back to, you know, you, you're making a point that I kind of didn't uh, comment on just around Amazon being the, um, responsible for, or, or supporting that effort, you know, and, and you're right. Amazon doesn't want to have any part of it because it is a liability and that is for them a legal matter. So, you know, their legal team is staunchly opposed and they are working day and night to not have to take Mm -hmm. on the obligation of collecting and remitting sales tax for merchants Mm -hmm. and, you know, merchants, the reason you're uh, you are your own business is because you are the merchant of record. So at the end of the day, everything comes back to you. So unless mm. you don't want to be the merchant of record, that you know that's really the only way at this point in time to extricate yourself from those liabilities. Mm. And I, I mean, I think you you probably know there's there are some some states like Washington that have um, a marketplace. Um, what what are they calling it? The marketplace sales. So it's there's a there was a intentions made by a few states in the U.S. to um, to require that the marketplaces that are selling within those states, like Amazon, eBay, Etsy, Wayfair, etc., mm-hmm. that they are responsible for remitting the revenue from sales tax, but they're not responsible. This is what it, where it gets confusing for sellers. I think is they're not responsible for filing the return. So Mm. there's still work that the seller, that the merchant of of record has to do, um, to tell the state, Hey, we collected sales tax through the customers that we sold to in your state. We're not going to send you the money because the marketplace is going to send you the money. Mm. And so there are a few States that are doing that. and, And that kind of is the closest thing to this, the marketplace taking on that obligation, but they're going to do everything they can to not take on that obligation. That's, that's a big fight for, for them, especially for Amazon specifically. Right. But if the, if I I understand that, but if the, if the merchant, like if, if I don't check the boxes in Amazon to collect sales Mm -hmm. tax, then I'm not collecting it. So I'm technically right. But in the same breath, I'm still not, I'm not like within compliance because I should be collecting it, but I didn't collect it. So it's not like I collected it and I'm holding it and I'm not submitting it. It's right. more or less, I'm not even collecting it. So the customer's not being charged. So I'm still in the wrong there too. Right. Correct. Right? Yep. So there's, yeah. And, and I think if you're going to do one, yeah. <laughs> if one of, one of those is going to happen, 
not collecting is the best way yeah, to go. Yeah, because, because you're because stealing in that case. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, we it's, don't want to do a, that. It's a felony if right. you collect and, and yeah. don't yeah, that send would, that money back. <laughs> that, that would be absolutely wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, be very but, clear. but that's, you know, and that's tough though, because even, even that side of things, I think for people who just aren't, you know, just don't really have an awareness of sales tax compliance, they could ac- accidentally start collecting, which is on sure. the marketplaces. Sure. It's hard to accidentally do that. They do require a registration number. So there is some intention there. Mm-hmm. You can't just check a box and say collect sales tax without sure. there being a registration number associated with that. So that's the good news. That's kind of the, the safeguard for, yeah. for that not happening. But I think, so I think most, you know, I think sellers who are collecting sales tax, they know that goes into a separate account. Yep. It's not their money. Yeah. It's the state's money. It's like you're the, you're just the pass through agent, you know, middleman. Yep. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So, which is yeah. not the most fun position to be in, but no. here we are at no. this point in time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, even just a little side note for anyone, like when you're doing that, even like, I don't know, for me, my, even my quarterly taxes and stuff, I'm always like uh-huh. taking and sliding money to the side to, you know, so I'm not surprised. Um, and so when you're doing sales tax, you kind of know that, right. You can kind of see the breakdown and you're like, Oh, you know, $3,000 we collected for sales tax, put that in another account. Like don't, don't mingle that money. So that way there you're kind of caught off guard. So that just a little side note for people. Um, you you have to be good with your, with your books and you know, because you don't want to like be surprised and be like, Oh yeah, that's right. I did collect 3000, but I used that for inventory. No, no, no. Don't do that. Um, so right, just, just right. be careful with that. So let's talk about the two different types of people. There's one just starting. Let's talk about that person. Then I want to talk about the person that's been selling for maybe three or four years and they've only been collecting in their home state. And now what do mm-hmm. they do? So let's, let's talk about those two. Let's talk about the person just starting right now. What's their first steps in doing this? They haven't really made any sales yet, or maybe they've made a few, they got their first product up and running and maybe they're selling a few day, whatever what's, what's their best plan of action? Yeah. So new sellers, the good news is again, you know, you're starting from scratch so you can just build with your business, your, your compliance builds as you grow. Mm -hmm. Um, and so usually the rule of thumb is going to be that you're, you're going to want to get registered to collect sales tax in your home state, unless you live in a home state that doesn't have sales tax. So mm. if you live in Oregon, congratulations, you know, <laughs> so that, right. that's great. There's only 46 states in, in, um, the U S that have sales tax okay. only, I say only 46 yeah, out only. of 50. So, yeah, right, right. Um, so most states, most of us have to deal with this, the sales tax piece. So you start with your home state and then from there. So let's say you're selling on Amazon, Amazon, and you're using fulfillment by Amazon to, to start to grow those sales. Um, you know, your inventory is going to get sent to wherever the demand is. Most often what we see is for people who are just starting out, the demand is in usually the three kind of three or four biggest States. So usually it's spread around like California, Texas, Florida, Mm -hmm. those areas. And you can watch that. You can, you can see where your inventory is going through your seller central, um, portal. There's, there's reports. Um, we also have a kind of a fancy little nifty tool that'll show you, and it's called our inventory report. And it'll show you where your inventory has been spread around and the revenue against it. Um, so that's the next step is just to kind of watch where your inventory is going. Because most states, again, we, we have these, there's these thresholds. And so you don't necessarily have to start collecting sales tax in a state that you don't live in mm-hmm. where you may be selling into. And so there's an econo- economic nexus ruling. But if you only sold a hundred bucks uh, worth of merchandise into California, 
you don't have an obligation okay. uh, you know, if you're living, living in Texas. So you, you do have to hit those thresholds. So it's either 200 units or a hundred thousand dollars for most of the states. Some states are a little bit different. And again, I'll share that resource. Um, so people can kind of track that, but that's, that's the first step is just determining where your home state is easy to do easy mm-hmm. enough, get registered, start collecting there and then watch where your inventory is starting to grow. And as it grows and starts to move towards those thresholds, then you make that consideration. So you, if you don't ever cross a threshold in like in your first year of selling or second year of selling, if you don't cross a cross a threshold, then you don't, you don't need to get registered. It's Mm -hmm. not until that threshold is crossed that you'll want to get registered and you're not going to be in trouble for the the lag time that it takes in the registration process. You know, it usually can take, sometimes it can take upwards of six weeks to finish a registration process. So it's really not, you know, it's not an overnight thing as much as we'd love for that to be the case. I think that's another thing, like as, um, when we're, we're so used to this digital, you know, like (laughs) two hours, I can get my prime, you know, my prime package in two hours. Um, and that's not the case yet with, with government stuff. So, so just know that it'll, it'll take a little time. Um, and then that's, that's kind of the starting point. So as your business grows, your compliance will grow. And I, I do like to just point out that it is a really good problem to have if you have to collect sales tax in all 46 states, mm. which I, I have yet to, I think I have, there's one company that we work with who is, has 46 states is registered everywhere. Oh, wow. Um, and that's okay. a really great problem to have because that means that you are killing it. You yeah, know, like yeah, that's yeah. great. That's good stuff. So, yeah, that is um, good. and until you get there, like you don't have to worry about it. Okay. I, I, I love it that you, you know, you're, you're kind of like saying like, listen, there's these thresholds in place. You guys have a resource too. What is the resource that people can go to? Let's just give them, um, that link. If you have that handy, um, and I'll yeah. link everything up on the show notes as well, but just, if you have the resource page that people can kind of go and, and kind of see those thresholds and, and some more information about this, uh, where would they go? Yeah. So the, you'll just want to go to avalera.com, www.avalera.com. And then we have a little search bar or a search tool up at the top and type in Wayfair. You're going to oh, get okay. uh, a page that says South Dakota versus Wayfair Inc. And it has the a really brief little synopsis of just what, what that is and a map with all the states and all of these funky um, nexus rulings, which is actually pretty cool to to look at as a visual. And then there's a whole list of every state and the thresholds um, okay. associated with any state that's adopted economic nexus. So awesome. that, awesome. and yeah, I'll, I'll make sure that you, you have the link for, um, for your, community as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And I'll link it all up in the show notes and everything, but yeah. Um, so I, I love it though that you said like, listen, if you're just starting, like work towards those thresholds, but you don't have to panic. The first one is obviously your home state. I think, I mean, that's a given if you're operating a business and you are like, I'm in South Carolina, I'm registering in South Carolina period, right? Like I'm, I'm starting there and then we're going to go ahead and see where the inventory is being sold, where it's being sent and where those sales are and then where my thresholds are. And then from there I can start saying, okay, we better start registering for these states because it looks like we're going to hit our threshold um, and we're moving in that direction and start working kind of that direction versus saying like, I'm just going to hit them all because I want to be safe. Um, right. Exactly. Okay, cool. Exactly. I think that, I think that, actually, that makes people feel a little better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So exactly. It's just like deep breaths, yep. deep breaths. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, and there are, there are some states that won't even let you register if you haven't hit the thresholds that oh. they, you know, that they've determined okay. are necessary for you to hit. They'll be like, no, you, you, you actually can't register okay. yet. Um, okay. So Okay. Just, yeah. It's like, take a deep breath and just hold off until you really are at those, at those levels that, um, 
that are required. Okay. Now let's talk about the person that has been selling for a couple of years or three years, whatever. And they're like, oh my gosh, I think I better start collecting sales tax. Yeah. What, yeah. what, are, what are we doing here? Are we going to panic? Are we going to go to jail? Are we thinking that we're going to get arrested? <laughs> like, like what, what's, what's going to happen? Like, what should we, I mean, I know we should probably register, but what can happen now that we haven't been doing it? it are they going to come after that company? Are they probably not? Like, I mean, I know you, this isn't legal advice or anything like that. So just put a little disclaimer out there. Um, but what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So that is a little different situation, but again, it is not a place to panic because there is a solution. So think about it this way. At the end of the day, the States, they just kind of want the money. You know, that's, mm. that's really what they're after. They're like, look, if you just get in compliance, you know, we are, we're not going to throw you in jail. There's, that's way more expensive yeah. <laughs> for, right for the state. Um, so it, it's, it, the issue is if you ignore it, you know, so don't, mm. don't ignore it. If you, if you get a notice from California or any other state, but California is really, they're, they're on it these days. I've, we've gotten some, um, you know, inquiries from a lot of folks who are starting to get notices from California specifically since they passed economic nexus. Um, and the last thing you want to do is, is ignore it. So either talk to a sales tax, um, accountant. Mm -hmm. So an expert in sales tax, get their advice. Like what, what do we do? Because there's a couple directions you can go. Sometimes people opt for what's called a voluntary disclosure agreement or a VBA. And that is usually necessary for people who have been selling oftentimes more than three years. But, you know, so we've worked with folks who've been selling for, let's say like seven years, seven plus years, and they have quite a lot of back taxes due based mm. on states that they weren't registered in, but were supposed to be and yada, yada. And so there's penalties and interest that come along with not paying your sales taxes from seven years ago. And that can really add up. So a way that states are saying, okay, well, we'll make it good with you is they'll cut a deal where you have to, the, um, the accountant that you work with or the professional services advisor that you work with at Avalara would go to the state with as you would be anonymous. Okay. So that's, you're, you're an anonymous, anonymous, uh, merchant and there's a middle person working on your behalf saying, look, this is what is happening. This is their, this, the state of things they owe this much. What can we do? How can we cut this down so that they can just be in compliance? And so usually there's a pretty big lump sum lump sum that's due all up front in those scenarios, but it's less than it would have been. Okay. Um, so that's one one route, and and sometimes that's not even necessary. So I, you know, there's there's um, state and local tax experts that we work with regularly. Who uh, there are scenarios where they say, yeah, you could go that route, but truthfully, if you just register from you know this year on and just start collecting you should be good. Okay. So that there's, there's a couple different directions. And again, that's, that's really something you'd want to get a professional sure. opinion around. Sure. Um, but, but there are, there are ways to kind of manage that. Okay. And the, you know, the, I guess the caveat is because you're not a new seller, you've been selling for three plus years, let's say, um, if you're in all likelihood, your, your inventory and your sales have, are living in a lot of places and maybe you're doing quite well. So that may mean that all at once you're going to have to register for gosh, 10 States or more. I mean, mm -hmm. it really could mean that kind of a volume and all at once 
it can be expensive. Mm. You know, like our, our services for registry registering, um, per state is 199 per state. So, you know, you multiply that by Mm -hmm. 10 and and there you go one at a time. It's a lot easier to chip away at. Right. So always better to get started right away and just build into it. But at this point we've, we've kind of hit that point as of last year where people didn't really have to, there weren't these, these rules weren't in place. And I'll, and I'll back up just for a second because economic nexus is new. So people who have been selling for three plus years don't have to worry about, uh, economic nexus anywhere, um, from any time earlier than when the States are enacting it like as of now, you know? So, so that isn't part of their equation, which is good. Um, the, the things that someone who's been selling for three plus years will need to be considering is where they had physical presence Mm. and, and weren't collecting. So yeah, we, we do talk to a lot of people who, you know, who are like, yeah, I've been collecting my home state for five years, but my inventory has been living in California and in New York and Mm -hmm. in, you know, Washington and wherever else it is. And I'm not registered. Mm. And then, so those are those scenarios where, um, where some back taxes may be due and they may need, may need to get registered, um, in but pretty swift on order. Something like that. And I'm just, again, thinking out loud. So if, if I was that seller and I'm like, you know what, I'm just, I haven't had any notices or anything, but I need to do this. So mm-hmm. if I just go, I'm not going to bring it to anyone's attention. I'm just going to go register and then yep. from there start collecting. Now someone could say, well, maybe that state now is going to look and see what you've done in the past, but then they'd have to locate where your inventory has been and like, blah, blah, blah. Like, are they going to do that? I don't know personally, but should someone just say, you know what, listen up from this point forward, I'm just going to register and move on and just start collecting and not worry about like that unless I got a notice or something. Yeah. And I, I like my personal opinion is I think that's generally the, the, a good rule of thumb is, you know, if you start collecting, yes, you're, you're telling the state I'm collecting sales tax. So you're doing a good thing. You know, right. you're, you're saying I'm in compliance. And if they still take issue with that and they still want to go after you for back taxes, you deal with it when it comes, right. you know, you kind of cross, cross that bridge when it comes, they're not going to come to your door right. uh, with handcuffs right. <laughs> after right. you've started collecting sales tax. So, right. yeah. Right. So that is the good news. It's like, again, at the end of the day, states are really looking to just start having sales tax revenue come back into their state. Yep. 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 No, that, that makes total sense. Well, no, this, this has been great. I mean, really it does seem scary. It doesn't have to be scary. And I think just having you on and kind of breaking down like the basics and what it means, it it does even myself, it, it makes me feel, um, better because, you know, if you are complying, then okay, great. If you're not, just start complying, right? And yeah. like, so it's not like you have to worry that, uh, like you said, someone's going to come knocking at your door. You're going to get this evil letter or a phone call or something like that. It just means, listen, like, and, and you guys have tools and we'll, we'll talk about that here in a minute, but you have things that make it easy for us to be able to say, you know what, take that burden off of me, even if mm-hmm. I have to pay something. Um, so this way here, I can be in compliance and I can run my business and let that kind of be working in the background. So I know that I'm compliant and the business is, is really where it needs to be. Um, right. So right. Let, let's talk about that. So what does your company actually do to help businesses? So maybe you can walk so, us through that. Yeah, sure. So we, we do a lot of, of things. We are a, like I said, uh, at the beginning of the call, we're a global compliance solution. Um, 
software as a service. And for, I'll keep it more specific to the remote and sure. e-commerce marketplace seller, just because that's, you know, that's who we're talking to today. Sure. But um, especially in, in the U.S., we we will support you with the sales tax calculation as needed. So Amazon does the calculation piece. Once you get registered, they'll, they actually have a, a system in place to calculate. So that's great news. You don't have to worry about that piece if you're selling on Amazon. If you have your own uh, shopping cart environment through like, let's say a big commerce or a Shopify or a Magento or whatever else, you know, whatever other e-commerce platform you may be using um, or an, an accounting platform, we have integrations into over 500 different um, technology platforms. So uh, we're pretty well suited to support in anywhere, mm. <laughs> anywhere your business may live. Sure. Um, but think about it as end to end compliance. So we will support you with your registrations if you need that, if you need help with, you know, that professional services piece that I talked about with, with a, a voluntary disclosure mm-hmm. agreement, we can help with that. Um, once you get registered, then the next step is to start collecting. And if you're on Amazon, the collection piece is pretty easy. You just check off the states that you need to start collecting. And if you need help determining where to collect uh, you know, via, via Amazon or, um, or well anywhere, because once you, once you register in a state, it doesn't matter what platform you're selling mm, into. You have right. to collect through all of those platforms in sure. the same way. Um, we can help with that as well. That nexus determination. We actually have a really easy to use, um, self-serve tool online. That'll be part of what I share with you. And, um, okay. but we can also set up, we, we have what's called a nexus study. So there's, you know, there's self-serve products and there's also more hands-on products as, as you need it. Um, and then the calculation piece is pretty straightforward, um, through Amazon and we have integrations for any other platform that you might need. And then the next step is after you calculate, you have to file the sales tax. And so we have, again, we have a tool called trust file that will, um, file that's a DIY uh, is, is our, it's our standalone filing product. And that is, um, where you would go in and all your data gets aggregated via API calls. Um, you can also import your, your data through a C, uh, CSV mm-hmm. file and get, gets aggregated, mapped out where it needs to be filed. And then you, you can either file it on your own. If you want to print out, there's a liability form that's already populated, pre-populated in the tool. So you can print it out and send it to the state if you want to do it that way. Um, or you can click a button and have us do it for you. So, um, and we have an auto file option as well. And, and then we have a fully managed returns filing service as well. So we can, we have like this full range Mm. for the end to end, and it goes from anywhere from self-serve to fully managed from through the whole process. And Mm. the fully managed is especially for people who are selling in a lot of states, you know, so think, think the seven plus years of selling on Amazon and or other marketplaces, um, or online in any capacity, that's gonna, you know, it's just a lot. It's just a lot to, to manage. So unless you really want to take, it's not a ton of time, but it's, it's enough. And I've, I've talked to enough business owners that they're, they're like, I just don't want to do anything. I don't, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to touch it. That's a managed returns solution. And Mm. so that's, something that we have available to. And that means we would manage your, um, all of the notifications that, that come back and forth from the States, like all that, those annoying things that you were talking about, we we handle that. So you don't have to do that anymore. And, uh, yeah, so those are, that's really the, the end to end spectrum for this space. 
That, that, that's awesome. I, and I, I love it that you guys have like a service just about for anything through that process. Like if you want to do it, if you just want us to do the first part, we can. If you want us to help you register, mm-hmm. we can. Um, if you want, us, you want to do a little bit of both, like we'll help you and then you can kind of file them yourself or you can go ahead, just let us do everything. Um, so yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's not just like one thing. And and that way there, as you're growing, maybe you're going to want to do a little bit yourself, but then have that calculate for you. But then eventually mm-hmm. you're like, you know what, this is just not even worth my time. I'm just going to go ahead and hand it off and just not even have to do it. Um, yeah. So that, yeah, that's really cool. Exactly. So where would someone go to learn more about the services? So again, avalera.com is where you're going to want to go. Um, in our products, we have what, what we call our small business suite. It has everything that you would want to know about just kind of that end-to-end solution. So that's oh, okay. where you would be able to access our free trials for the products. Um, it's where you can do a self-serve Nexus study if you're curious about where you might have Nexus, mm. um, which which is that economic or physical presence Nexus. Um, it's it's where we have a lot of resources like the Wayfair resource and the tools, our, our plans and our pricing are up online there. So all of that is available to you um, through the small business suite on avalera.com. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I will link everything up in the show notes as well. Is there anything cool. we want to wrap up with? I mean, we just covered a ton. We went, we went longer we than I expected, but that's okay. I think <laughs> There's we, always a lot to talk yeah, about, though. There is, there is. And then this is yeah. always a, a scary, uh, mysterious topic that a lot of people don't want to talk about. Um, but uh, I think it's been really helpful. Um, I feel better. Good. <laughs> and, uh, I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I, feel, I feel better also that you came on and we can educate the audience and let them know and at least have them be prepared for what's to come as their business grows and how to do it in a way that you can feel like you're protected in a sense that you're doing, you know, things Mm -hmm. within compliance. So is there anything else you'd want to leave people with before we wrap up? You know, I think we really covered the whole gamut. I think the, the only, the only thing I like to say is just like, this is those moments where uh, it, it can feel overwhelming when you first start thinking about yeah. it all, but it is, is just take a deep breath and know that there's solutions and there's, there really are, there's, I mean, it, whether it's Avalara or other, there are solutions out there that are built to support you with this complexity. Mm. Um, and you don't have to do it by yourself. And it's, uh, it's less, it's a lot less scary than, than it seems in the, in the outset. Yeah, no, I, again, I, I think having you come on is really, uh, it has really helped kind of demystify a lot of this stuff and just bringing awareness to, you know, what you should be doing and as a new seller or a seasoned seller, what you should be doing. So, um, Martina, I want to thank you for coming on. This has been awesome. And, uh, again, I will, uh, link everything up in the show notes for everyone. And, um, again, if people want to hear more about your service, you can go to avalara.com and that resource will be there as well. So thanks again, Martina. This has been awesome. I'm sure we'll be in touch again. Might have to have you back on, do some updates or something, but, uh, yeah, yeah, totally. I I really appreciate you. Yeah. I I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much, Scott. It was really, really great to be on. And um, I think I'll see you at Seller Summit as well. So that's coming up soon and looking forward to that. But would love to be back on for updates as they come up. And feel free to reach out to me directly if anyone you know in your audience is, has a specific question. I'm more than happy to be a resource. Um, I can be reached at martina.chavez at avalera.com. So awesome option. Yes, <laughs> I will see you there. And yes, um, if anyone's listening uh, that has any questions, uh, definitely reach out to Martina. All right. So Martina, thanks again. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you, Scott. All right. So there you have it. Another great conversation. And I don't know about you, but I feel like I can take a deep breath now. 
because yeah, that is a scary topic to a lot of people. And having Martina on really did demystify a lot of it for us. And, you know, keeping us up to date on what are the best practices? Uh, when should we be uh, starting to file and collect sales tax? What does it mean for our business where it is today? All of those questions uh, were answered. And I'm really, really glad that she came on and uh, and really demystified a lot of the things that people might be assuming and really broke that down. So I would definitely check out the resources to this one. You can find them by heading over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 642. And then also uh, I will link up how you can get in touch with her. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to her and ask any of those and really look at those resources that they've compiled on their website as well. So definitely check that out. All right, guys. So that is it. That is going to wrap up this episode. Remember, as always, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you. But you have to, you have to, come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.